Welcome to the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. My name is Natalie Nidham. I'm a nutritionist, a human potential, and epigenetic coach, and I created this podcast to bring you the latest ways to take control of your health and longevity. We cover it all, from new technology to ancestral health practices, personalized interventions, and a very special interest of mine, peptides. Enjoy the show. Hey folks, welcome back to the show. Today's episode is with a repeat guest, the wonderful Dr. Kent Holtor. He is the man behind integrative peptides, which are some of the most innovative oral peptide formulas around. Dr. Holtorf, at the time of recording this podcast, was working pretty hard on a new book on Lyme disease and mold and how peptides can be helpful in dealing with those conditions. So we talk about oral peptides, we talk about Lyme and mold, lots of great conversation here. So you're going to want to get out a pen and a notepad and take some notes. So if you decide you want to go to Integrative Peptides and buy yourself some peptides, we have a great discount code for our listeners, which is Longevity10. So thank you so much for being here. If you're looking to connect with me, you know that you can always do that through my website, natnidham.com. And while you're there, check out the page on the BSP community, which is my new community on Mighty Networks, where we do amazing stuff. We do live Q&As. We share lots of amazing content. And we have a lot of these podcast experts come in and do live Q&As just for the members. Check it out. So thank you again for being here. Before we dive into the episode, of course, we're going to hear from one of our sponsors, and then you're going in. Enjoy. Today's sponsor is obsessed with mitochondria and their impact on how we age. Their research has shown that by supporting mitophagy, the process that our bodies use to reduce damaged mitochondria and make healthy ones, we can protect cells from cellular decline. Even more exciting, their research shows that supporting mitophagy in older adults, they were able to significantly improve muscle health and performance in just two months. And we can all agree that improving muscle performance and health is critical to longevity and healthy aging. So how did they do this? 10 years of research by the folks at Timeline Nutrition has resulted in the discovery of urolithin A, the active compound in MitoPure, a revolutionary supplement offered to you in three different forms that gives you a therapeutic dose of urolithin A. A delicious vanilla protein shake, my personal favorite, a berry powder you can add to yogurt and smoothies, or convenient capsules for travel. I personally love the three-month trial that allowed me to try all three of these. Within just two months, I could feel my gym workouts getting easier and my body responding to the effects of those healthier mitochondria. To try MitoPure for yourself, just go to timelinenutrition.com forward slash NAT10 and use code NAT10 to save 10% off your order. And now let's get back to the show. Hey folks, just a quick reminder that all of the information presented in this podcast is for information purposes only. No medical advice, no diagnosing, no treatments suggested here. Before you try anything that you hear about or learn about here, make sure that you check with your medical provider. Welcome back to the show, Dr. Kent Holtorf. It's been far too long and I can't wait to record this. Thank you so much for agreeing to be here. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. We uh, always spend all our time before talking. Go, oh, we got a podcast to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think I think it's a problem of mine <laughs> to, have to say. Anyway, today's topic. So it all started when you sent me a draft of your upcoming novella. I don't know. It's a book as far as I'm concerned. I don't care how many pages it is. The information that is packed into this book 
I think is going to really, really help a lot of people. It was supposed to be eight pages. I was doing a chapter for someone and it ended up being 88. Now I just added another 22 pages. So that's a problem. I have probably 20 books that are 80% done because I keep adding. I'm like that lady with the house. This is one you want to get out there. I think this is, it's called, and I'm going to read it out here because when this podcast hits, if it's not out, people are going to be clamoring. They're going to be writing you saying, Dr. Holtorf, where's the mold illness? I've already mentioned, I'm already getting that. Yeah. Yeah. So rapid. And you know, I think what's going to get people's attention is the idea of what you're saying here, rapid treatment of chronic inflammatory response syndrome, SIRS, which frankly is an oxymoron to most people. Right. Yeah. yeah. And what started when it was with so many people coming in uh, with serious treatment, very knowledgeable doctors, okay, great, great treatment. Um, but I'm like, I'm very ADD. I'm like, okay, they're like, it's eight years. I know I'm going to get better. I know. I'm like, I don't know, I would have given up at three, you know, three months. <laughs> yeah. So I, let's see how we get this faster. And, and we've learned, like, you know, from my illness and uh, where the immune system is key. And mm-hmm. if you look at the current protocol in the pyramid, it's kind of fixed the immune system last, where get rid of the infection and the toxins, and then the immune system will come back. Well, now we have the ability to directly affect the immune system first, and you, so you, you can get better much quicker. Yeah. And, and when you look at all these, and what, what's kind of amazing, and I kind of feel it's a little bit cheating almost, like, you know, all these, whether it's ALS, you know, Alzheimer's, MS, uh, long COVID, chronic fatigue syndrome, um, you know, Crohn's, uh, you know, all these things, they have the same pattern in their immune system. And it's the same pattern as an age person. So, and with involution of the thymus, you know, you get this basically, it's an oversimplification, but you know, TH1, Treg. Uh, and TH2, TH17, usually they're balanced. Mm-hmm. So as you get older, or if you're stressed, or you get exposed to toxins, or an infection, uh, you know, or, or EMFs, whatever it may be, it starts going like this. Now you're prone to, like, for instance, uh, natural killer cell function is a downstream marker for TH1. And that will basically determine your chance of getting intercellular infections mm-hmm. uh, and that's why when i find that a young person gets shingles low immunity um and also cancer and or people will get chemo wipes out those natural killer cells uh, right killers. so that's the th1 side it goes down yeah and that's the number one thing to tell you what's how long you're gonna relapse and it's like these people get colon cancer they go oh you're cured five years i'm telling you six years it's like everywhere um and so, but all this side is all inflammation. That's the TH2, so, TH17. I'm just saying that because people listening won't know what this side is. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And so, <laughs> and so that TH17 is also very, um, it's prone to autoimmunity and all that. So if you can bring it back, you have a much immune system and you're able to the infections. For instance, when I had Lyme and Babesia and Bartonella, products at seven at a time, 10 times a dose. Uh, it didn't work. Why? My natural killer cell function was zero. Yeah. Like you could never, you could never, never kill it. So 
when you raise that, and it's like a teeter-totter, it lowers the inflammation now, and there's also a vicious cycle associated with that. So you get, um, basically, when this is low, now you're reactivating other infections, you get you know, Epstein-Barr, HHV-6, causes more inflammation, uh, you get the pineal, hypothalamic, pituitary hormone axis gets screwed up, so all the hormones are low, but there, for instance, like, you know, TSH, we look for high TSH, uh, shows low thyroid, but it's low. And they'll actually have high T4, which I won't go into that, but so doctors go, that's high thyroid. No, it's a marker of low. And, uh, and but but it basically everything's low. And a big one is human transferring growth factor beta. And it really drives that T817 for autoimmunity. And if you look at, Sears patients, uh, chronic Lyme, and I kind of mix those together because well, they come it, together, right? It's it, yeah, and it, it's rare for a healthy person to go into a moldy area and get sick, right? It's mm-hmm. have something else going on, and one thing that's way you know doctors like basically pretend like it, like it's psychosomatic stress, stress. <laughs> does not lower your immune system. It modulates it like this. Interesting. Yeah. And then you add all the toxins, pesticides, um, EMFs, uh, any other chronic illness, um, and really emotional stress we find really drives it. So, and that's what people will often get it. Let's say someone has Lyme. Like a healthy person may never have symptoms. Like you suppress right. it. It's, it's kind of like you get, you get chickenpox. Like mm-hmm. I'm over the chicken box. Well, you're not real. Your body suppressed it. it. Comes back out as shingles. And when someone has shingles, you know that's low Th1. And so what they want to do? Give you a vaccine, which does this. It makes it even work. more. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and so we found. You know, we're kind of become an immune modulatory clinic, but it's become so powerful for so many things. And even you know these complex illnesses because it's a vicious cycle. And you get immune activation of coagulation. You get, you know, basically brain inflammation, the uh, blood-brain barrier goes to put the, uh, the GI system that, you know, that gets um, permeable. Now you get everything's a vicious cycle. So it's kind of, well, where do you start? And mm-hmm. you know, so a lot of people will start with, well, let's, let's fix the gut. Okay. I mean, none of these are wrong. Um, let's get rid of the toxins. Okay. You want to do that anyways and get the heck out of the you know, the moldy, um, area right. or we've had, had a, uh, a family come in and they were so sick. And I'm like, something's not right. Like, where do you live? And they're like, well, we just inherited a ranch from my grandfather and, and it was a mine. And if you dig down one inch, the uh, ground is yellow. I'm like, get the hell out. Oh my God. Like, well, it's worth so much. I'm like, is it worth your health? You know, but it's, you know, we're being bombarded with, with, with this stuff. And I remember, I was in an environmental conference and I was bored or whatever. And I went, went to the bar and I opened up USA Today and not on the cover, but on the inside cover, there was a, a, um, a killer whale that was beached on a, uh, an iceberg and they uh, dead and they uh, biopsied his blubber. It died of PCB. Over, wow. Over yeah. And that's been banned for 50 years. Yeah, but it's bioaccumulating in the, in yeah. the environment. And, yeah. and so we have like, so everyone is kind of a Sears patient. And yeah. it's just once you get to a certain level, 
and you get this infection, you get uh, emotional stress. Now you become officially a seer. You may get diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, or depression, bipolar, malingering, crazy, you know. Um, and I, I found, I think, doctors as a whole, uh, I don't want to be doctor bashing because there's always great exceptions, but if a doctor doesn't know what it is, it's your fault, you know, yeah. especially multi-system. They don't have the time. They're also in a system that doesn't allow them like you, you know, you get this chronic fatigue syndrome patient or Sears patient. And once someone says Sears or chronic fatigue syndrome, the doctors roll their eyes and they have eight minutes to try to treat that. I mean, yeah. I, I can't say hello in eight minutes. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we can pick out, you know, these system, you know, these dysfunctions on blood work without talking to the patient and how serious it is. Like, yeah, it's a chronic fatigue syndrome patient likely have Lyme, even though we don't test Lyme, like uh, initially, I mean, sometimes we do, but I mean, they got some chronic infection, likely a toxin and stress. Mm-hmm. It's that triad that is a killer. And we're finding, you know, Alzheimer's is just, is, is just exploding. You know, everyone's sick. You know, I go yeah. to a party, I have to bring lab slips. Yeah. And, uh, and it is, everyone comes up and they go, oh, I'm, I'm so sick or my daughter's so sick. But it's funny, I stopped doing it because uh, I'll say, well, you need this. Is, well, my doctor said that's not it. Well, how's that working for you? Yeah. You know? Yeah, and no, for they, sure. Yeah, they checked my cholesterol and they said, you know, I'm on it's a It's fine. Or yeah. it's fine. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, you know, if you don't check anything and you get the test and they keep doing a CBC, a cholesterol, a TSH over and over and over, you're fine. It's all in your head. Here, Here's a, you know, take some Prozac or whatever, maybe. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy. And it also even goes along with weight gain. And, you know, we we don't eat great, but I think we're also, um, uh, and we'll check everyone's metabolism when they come in, right? Uh, with how much oxygen they burn and also the thyroflex, which checks the tissue level of thyroid. British Medical Journal showed it's more accurate than a blood test. And they're usually 25% low. So resting metabolic rate. Yeah. And so even just, you know, I kind of started, uh, my first practice was a family practice and I just started changing to the thyroid optimization clinic. Never advertised. It was just packed. Just mm-hmm. giving, learning how to do T3 right is huge. That's just one piece of the puzzle. Yeah. But, but so many of these things. So, and most things work for 20 to 30% and some like, you know, uh, but if you have enough of those things, then you're going to get that sick patient that's been everywhere much better. Yeah. Well, and I think that, you know, what, what's what I love about th- this book and, and what you said, like on the front of the book, it says mold illness. But to your point, it they are all related and they are all united by an immune system that's been disabled. Right. Yep. And so the idea that what can we do? to re-enable the immune system so that it is working in partnership with all of the other things that we're doing. Like at the end of the day, the human body is probably more powerful than anything we can possibly throw at it. And so if we can kind of kickstart the engine again, (laughs) it's going to make you look like a hero because everything's going to is going to yeah, work better. And, it, and everything's a vicious cycle. And you look at where the immune system is the number one determinant of your biologic age. 
Yes. Um, yeah. And when we fix that, it lowers the inflammation, which is causing, you know, dysfunction, the uh, pineal hypothalamic pituitary hormone system. Uh, it basically, you know, people have all these reactivating infections. Um, you know, you get shingles and they go, oh, let's take a vaccine. Well, let's look at your immune system. Um, yeah, because it's an opportunistic infection. I think one of the things that people sort of don't get, it's almost like I caught shingles or I caught EBV or whatever, they, but all many of these are dormant bugs that are just sitting there waiting for their their curtain call. You know, it's your, you're on and you're on is whether it's a shock or chronic stress or whatever the case may be. And the immune system kind of like your, you know, your, your, your vigilance goes down, your immune vigilance goes down and that's where their moment to shine. Yeah. And then it also goes to basically mitochondrial dysfunction, Yeah, which is huge. And now the cells don't have enough energy. Um, you know, one, two, I, I wrote a number of review articles on thyroid where you can't bring the thyroid into the cells. And, uh, and so the, the, the levels in the serum look high because you're not getting into the cells. Right. But also, you look at every chronic illness, like all the neurodegenerative diseases, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, fibromyalgia. I mean, they did muscle biopsies, fibromyalgia patients. Look, and their mitochondria are all just dysfunctional. And, um, and so you need to fix those. But we're, I don't want to get too crazy here and too many concepts, but we're now trying to do uh, basically without TH1, so without that TH1, the natural cells also will kill all the cells in the body that are dysfunctional, the mitochondria are screwed up. Um, if you look at a congestive heart failure patient, mm-hmm. most of their cells in their heart, almost half are senescent. So not only are they just sitting there doing, they don't have to sit there doing nothing, they're secreting all this oxidation, recruiting other cells. Now, your body kills billions of cells every day. People kind of freak out and think, oh my gosh, autophagy, get, get rid of these cells. But you do that and it's shown to reverse congestive heart failure, diabetes, uh, reduces cancer. So that high TH1 or that low TH1, you can't, it can't kill those cells. Right. And, and so it kind of, everything's a, a vicious cycle. And, and so you want to do that. And also if you look at, um, if you have an infection, if you have a cancer, if there's an antigen that is around for a long time, those T cells, they kind of give up. It's called T cell exhaustion. If you look at a cancer, all around the cancer are white cells. You go, oh, they're attacking it. They're almost protecting the cancer because mm. they're not doing anything. They're, they're senescent because they've been stimulated so much. So they huh. just shut off. And so with the, now with some of the new immune therapies, they turn them back on. Sometimes you, sometimes uh, like with senescence and T-cell exhaustion, a little different mechanism. Uh, one, you kind of have to kill maybe. The other one, you can reverse it. And a big way of doing that is TH1. And for instance, with low TH1, you can't convert IgM antibody to IgG. And IgM antibody is the first antibody that, let's say you get an infection, uh, IgM antibody is a very weak antibody. Just kind of think of a dog like holding on to your pant leg, right? Right. IgG activates complement and blows your leg off, you know. And, and for instance, like when I had Lyme, I had a 41 kilodalton IgM. 
Okay, so they say, oh, false positive. That's the most likely. It's a flagellum. Uh, I fixed my immune system. Uh, and so, doctor, you don't have Lyme, blah, blah, blah. Fixed the immune system. Then I had eight IgG bands. Right. You talk about this in the book. Like, it literally, like, it's almost like your body couldn't present the Lyme. Yeah. Like, it yeah. was hidden because yeah. the immune system was so depressed. Yeah, it can't, it can't convert. It can't do all, all those things. Like it almost can't react. So l- let me go back to the mitochondria, the dysfunctional mitochondria here. So, you know, we're talking a lot about reactivating the immune system and we're going to, we're going to get into some of the ways that, you know, some of the approaches that you're using to kind of fire it back up again, but where does the mitochondrial support come in? Or is it simply by taking care of the immune system that the mitochondria, like it kind of relieves the pressure on the mi- mitochondria or do you at the same time want to support the mitochondria? Cause you know, if you're mitochondria is not working there's not a whole lot yeah. of good that's going to happen uh, in the body there's it's a very good question and no perfect answer because sure. if if you uh let's say you have a bunch of senescent cells that the mitochondria aren't making energy they're making oxidation yeah so you stimulate the mitochondria now you're making it worse so people yeah, like can you fix it yeah yeah so sometimes you have to say, well, let's kill those off first, which I think is the going to be really the new rage, a new new thing. And you're you're into that, I know, with the, the synalytics. Yeah. Yeah. And and which is going to play a big part. But if you give some of these mitochondrial boosters, it uh, a lot of them will also say even like MitoQ and PQQ and uh, MOTS, and you know they'll basically suppress that oxidation and get the mitochondria working a little bit instead of secreting all this um, oxidation. Right. So, so in a way you want to, you want to like, you want to bring in the senolytic to clear out the trash and then you want to support the good guys with the nutrients. Yeah. I, ideally, ideally. Ideally. I mean, and this yeah. is, these are gross oversimplifications to be clear, but yeah. you know, and on the senolytic side, I mean, there's some interesting stuff out there, right? I think, True Diagnostic just, pub- I think they published a study or they did a study using desatinib and quercetin, high dose quercetin. And I think it's two or three days a month. Um, and they were able to show that that had a beautiful effect by wiping out a lot. And you don't want no senescent cells. This is the other one. Like you get people running around mm-hmm. going, I got to kill all the senescent cells. I'm like, yeah, actually not really. <laughs> yeah, they have a function with, with cancer. They you know, they can cause cancer. They can also prevent cancer. Um, but you got to watch out with the recommended doses because I I took it and then went on a trip to give a talk. Oh my God. And someone, like I was at the airport and I was meeting someone. They're like, are you dying? <laughs> Cause you did too, you took too much. Yeah. Well, I took the recommended dose, you know, of the desatinib and quercetin. Yeah. Yeah, so it was the satinib, and which really, I maybe had a lot of senescent cells, you know. And, uh, and the satinib is a it's a, it's a chemo drug, isn't it? Yeah, that's this it, is it, not good stuff. That. Yeah, you know, I really was resistant to use it with that, but when you look at it, it's kind of more of an immune modulator. Interesting, uh, and it is it is uh, pretty selective against senescent cells. Then you got like Foxo four um, DRI, which is great, but very expensive. Um, and again, and, you need to go at it with a light hand. Like you can't overdo this stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, which you kind of have to, unless you're really rich, but so we're, we're, we're trying to get it cheap 
so people can can use it. There's uh, also some herbal formulas out there right now. Like uh, I don't know if you've looked, um, Qualia just came out with an like a a pretty interesting formula called Senolytic. You know, nothing like using yeah, the right word. Yeah. And you know what's nice about it, I think, is you're less likely to have a reaction like you had. Um, and it's, it's, it's a pretty sweet formula. Like it's got a lot of, you know, it's got the high dose quercetin, it's got the fisetin in there. It's got some pretty nice elements. And I think for the DIYer at home, if you will. Yeah. Um, and the question though, is there's kind of two pathways you need to knock out. Yeah. One that's like the fisetin or curcumin will knock out one side and stab it with the other. Is there anything that's knocking out that other side? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I would have to look. I'll have to send it to you, and you'll, I'll send yeah. you the ingredients. You'll have no, to look it, at it. It's, it's tough. I mean, because you, you know, it's there's not a lot of research in it. You know, right? And, but but they're they're getting there, and and kind of all the anti aging things right now are kind of like okay, you know, boost the mitochondria and that. You know, well, you're really doing the right thing. You may or you may not be um, starting earlier works works better but once you're past a certain level you want to probably get rid of those cells and and if you're sick and and my thought is too is that you know some of these you know patients that are young young Lyme patients that are really sick um i you know there's no great test for senescence currently no um, uh is that uh, we're getting early uh success knocking those out uh, and then using the therapies. So the with, senescent cells. Yeah, where so we tried the therapies up. initially and they didn't respond like, hey, how about this? Let's try to get rid of this. And I don't see that many patients was kind of little, I have a lag after, after, you know, convince the other doctors to do it, but they do it and they're like, wow, it started working now. Mm -hmm. and, so it's like you take out the trash and you're able to, you have more room to work. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. but the idea of, you know, and I think more and more people are talking about aging in the context of the immune system. So, mm -hmm. you know, and we were talking about this earlier, you know, with, I call it SIRS, you call it SIRS, uh, the CIRS. I, I butcher everything because I, I don't talk to people. So I, I, <laughs> no, I talk I to too. myself and I, and I have to, I, I call whatever it sounds good to me. Whatever, whatever it <laughs> is. Uh, but SIRS, long COVID, um, all of these things, it boil and 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 at the bottom of it, aging. Yeah, and an long immune COVID, issue. Yeah, long COVID also wipes out your mitochondria. Right, and yeah. and so it's high inflammation. Mitochondria get wiped out, and your immune system kind of has it. You know, has been disabled yeah. essentially. And you know, one study they did lung biopsies, and they found there was no TB four in the lungs. You know, with in COVID. Um, you know, and stuff like that. And there's so many things that, that treat COVID. I guess we should probably not go there, but. Um, well, there's, there's published studies online, right? Like, I mean. There is, but God forbid you talk about them. I know, I know. Yeah. Listen, I mean, but with TB4 that you just mentioned, thymosin beta-4, which is, it's a naturally occurring peptide in the body. I think the FDA has pulled it, like compounding pharmacies aren't even not allowed to make it anymore. Yeah. Um, and thymosin alpha one. Thymosin alpha one. It, they banned it because it was safe and effective for COVID. Yeah, and amongst many other things. I mean, it's approved in thirty countries, right? So yeah. you. So let's talk about this a little bit. So you found a little bit of a workaround here, and you know it's a different approach, and it's using a class of peptides that 
I love to talk about that not a lot of people talk about yet, but I think it's there's a tsunami coming with these things and they've been being studied for 40 almost half a, half I agree. a century right and it's you start reading the literature this is my problem and you're like oh my god wait a minute and then so you get another one and then the sun comes up and they're like oh <laughs> you got a patient waiting you know <laughs> yeah and so we're talking about bioregulators guys and you know one of the many things that i love about dr holter's book here is that you're actually leaning into a few of the bioregulators. And you mentioned earlier that one of the big problems was the pineal pituitary, like that whole axis gets dysregulated. Well, there's a bioregulator for that. And there's a bioregulator for the thymus gland. And, you know, what if we could get those killer cells kind of fired up again? And, or T-reg cells, actually, it's the T-reg yeah. I'm thinking of. And, and if, if you look at the studies, even in the reduction of cancer, you know, and the mortality, it's like, it'd be the biggest blockbuster drug ever. Oh, and by the way, it's non-toxic. Try to take a toxic dose. You can't. You can't. Find it. <laughs> yeah. it, you, you know, you can't take, you know, what you, it's less toxic than water. You can you try to see how much water you die, but um, yeah. And so I just happened to have I ran into a friend who had uh, a lab who they're big into big pharma and I uh, and they do all the uh, metabolomics, transcriptionomics, um, uh, uh, proteomics and stuff. And I said, hey, I want to see if I can replace thymus and alpha one, and with all this, so. Uh, it turned out to be thymogen, which is basically a thymic peptide. Uh, and then, and you were, I think, the first one I ever figured it out. Uh, um, What's that? Immune, immune peptide A2, right? What's that? <laughs> uh, and uh, you go, that's myelon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I look, I'm like, immune peptide A2, what is that? And I go in, I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's a bioregulator. It's Vilon, the one that nobody talks about ever. Yeah, well, we got a letter already just immediately say you better use that you better use that term you know like okay oh. um but uh which term the bioregulator term uh bylon oh why is it it's not patented is it it's registered but it's a what is it a two amino acid sequence yeah yeah well the name is so the name oh is. the name is okay fine so whatever so so it's a it's uh immune peptide a2 but okay. um and then so they both had a little different um uh basically their uh you know their whole uh basic metabolic uh fingerprint uh were a little different but we looked at thymus alpha one which does have multiple domains as well and so it, it really fit and uh, uh, was, was much more potent too. So uh, we, we put those out, which also nice. You can't take thymus and alpha one orally. No. Um, it's big, you know, uh, and these were orally. So um, that's uh, thymogen alpha one. That was a good uh, name, by we, the way. Uh, yeah, thank you. Because <laughs> um, it takes but, people a minute to kind of go, wait, what? <laughs> Yeah. And so we have a lot more of those things coming out, but we're just, uh, it's, you know, everything's crazy. It's like everything go wrong, does go wrong, but, um, uh, and supply chain issues and stuff. But, uh, we, um, excited. We have a big pipeline of stuff, uh, coming out 
Yeah. So for the thymogen alpha one, though, in terms of because I know that with thymosin alpha one, sometimes with people that are really sensitive, if they take too much too soon, you remember you mentioned that it's a seesaw between TH1 and TH2. What I've observed in 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 the community that I run is that if if people that are really ill and out of whack take too much thymosin alpha one too quickly, it actually it's the equivalent of some big kid jumping on the other end of your teeter totter and sending you flying off. Oh, um, I, I totally can, agree. And and I noticed too with a little separately, but if I take too much thymosin alpha one. I can feel my bone marrow, my spine expand. That's what it feels like. Wow. It's the most painful thing ever. And Interesting. it would be like, if, if I, I, I know it's going to last like eight to 12 minutes, right? Mm. Uh, so I can deal with it. If it was going to last an hour, I would have to go to the hospital, you know? But, really? Yeah. But that's what I do with talk studies and all, all the peptides. <laughs> I tell you what kind of all the side effects are. But I also noticed when I was sick, I got reactions to almost everything, right? Um, and I'm like, well, I'm allergic to it. No, not really. It was my TH2 was so high that all these forward objects, it just starts attacking it. And that's why we see with these chronic infections and this, you know, Sears, chronic Lyme, people like almost all of them have PANS, even though it's not diagnosed, they have, uh, you know, so many autoantibodies, but they don't fit into any little pattern. Like I had antiphospholipid syndrome, I had chronic um, uh, kidney disease, autoimmune kidney disease. I had you know, my ANA was just gigantic. I had so many autoantibodies, but they would come and go. And then as mm. I got better, I could take those same peptides without any problem. This episode is also brought to you by Young Goose, my hands down favorite skincare line. These products are designed to biohack the skin and lower your skin's functional age by raising NAD plus levels and using cutting edge peptides and longevity molecules. The entire line of products is designed to rewind your cells to their youthful state, as well as visibly improve the appearance of fine lines, hyperpigmentation, and improve skin radiance. As you know, I absolutely love and swear by their products. I've been using Young Goose for a little over a year now, and I can safely say that this is the best skincare I've ever experienced. Now, if I had to, I would choose my top three recommendations from their line, and they would be the Bioretinol, the NAD Boosting Eye Care, and the Hyperbaric Mask. You've got to try them. If you decide to go ahead and do that, you want to use code SUPERHUMAN20 to get 20% off your first purchase. If you're already a Young Goose customer, you can also save 5% by using discount code NAT5. And now, let's get into the show. And then for the thymosin beta-4 that you've put in capsules, and you think it's, again, it's important for people to understand, this is not the 43 amino acid or right. that they're used right. to taking these are fragments of thymus and beta-4 that are active that have very much more specific activity and one of those fragments is actually very specific to the heart which i thought was really interesting because somebody a mutual acquaintance of ours had sent me a, a paper not that long ago talking about how there are studies that show that thymus and beta-4 can help restore stemness of cardiac cells yeah, yeah. and it's got to be the fragments. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so the, the first four amino acids are very immune modulatory. It's probably the workhorse for the immune modulatory portion and very antifibrotic. And yeah. one thing that they do is 
they lower human transferring growth factor beta, which is the biggest cause of fibrosis. So let's say someone with post-MI, it will uh, lower that and prevent that inflammation and that uh, scarring. The scarring, and, right? That that diminishes yeah. the function of the heart muscle down, down yeah. the road. And same thing with, with kidney function, uh, uh, you know, chronic kidney function, which is huge. Uh, and the same thing with the... Uh, uh, I mean, I don't even remember the name. I mean, peptide A, A2 um, uh, does the same thing. Uh, and uh, a lot of them do it, uh, you know, somewhat. Some are a little more specific for human effector beta. And sometimes it's just that someone happened to do a study on that, right? Right. But, yeah. And when you combine, I think the big power is, and we talk about, you know, epitalon, the, uh, the pineal peptide, also pinealion, uh, is that they kind of reset everything. They're kind of that master peptide. And then you add that to a thymosin, and that's probably the best anti-aging insurance uh, you know, a policy that you can get. Um, and we talked about you know, the study that you know, uh, patients with significant cardiovascular disease over 65 followed them for 15 years or so only gave them a couple of years, like six doses. And it showed that, you know, quality of life, mortality, uh, cardiovascular mortality dramatically less. They live longer, all-cause mortality. They got, uh, you know, less um, uh, in- infections. They had uh, higher quality of life, higher endurance, all those things. They were younger. And, and what's the downside? We haven't found one. No, no. So you talk about epitalon in your book. Where does it fit in for you in in dealing with, a, you know, essentially, you know, a disabled immune system, let's say. So in these situations with mold and sears and, you know, you talk about bringing epitalon into the picture, which yeah, nobody, I, nobody I, else is talking about right now. Right. And pinealon is more of a central nervous system peptide bioregulator, whereas Epitalon is the, that pineal master gland regulator. So I think they're actually much closer than you think. Okay. Um, I, I think it just kind of got put in that little that little uh, segment. Um, but uh, because we're finding that both of them will bring back uh, you know menses in people and raise anti-malarian hormone, um, and, and it's amazing. I was, I was telling you where they had, they took out the pituitary in chickens and gave them um, epitalon, epitalon, and their thyroid levels went up. Like, well, wait a minute, there's no pituitary to make TSH. How the heck did that happen? But, uh, and they'll fix deionases, you know, mm-hmm. so metabolism of the thyroid, uh, they kind of reset everything and they work very well with the thymic peptides. And, and if you look at, um, you know, as we age right around, uh, what is it, you know, 12, 14, your, your thymus starts involuting. That and, young? Yeah, it will, it will start, especially. I thought it was at 30. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, you kind of don't see a huge decline and it, it comes down, but it will start. It depends also, uh, toxins, obesity, sure. stress, uh, and all those things. And, uh, and so now, and that modulates the immune system. So you're starting to age and just that, you know, basically if you just fix that, um, 
dramatic reduction in cancer, dramatic reduction in diseases of aging, uh, cardiovascular disease, cancer. Like, why aren't we just giving that? It's yeah. it's cheap. It's extremely rare to have a side effect with it. Yeah, um, I'm, I haven't seen it. I mean, I've seen a couple of side effects sometimes. And it's funny, there is a thyroid bioregulator. You know, the literature says it is modulatory. It will restore normal function. It seeks to restore normal function to the thyroid. So if you can, you can use it with someone who's hypo or hyperthyroid, it'll, it'll look to modulate. Now I've heard in the group a couple of times, some people with thyroid dysfunction where they went at it too hard and felt that it was, again, it was too much of a stimulus too fast. But one of the things that came back to me from the, from the St. Petersburg Institute of Bioregulation and Gerontology is with people with a lot of autoimmune issues, they will often use the synthetic bioregulator first before they use the biologic because they find it's maybe because it's more specific yeah, a little and more, there's not all those cofactors. Like it's kind of more of a bullseye, right? It's going to go right at one thing and it's more simple because you don't have all the other cofactors that they may be, which is part of the beauty of the, of the oral, like the, the capsules that can maybe help to rebuild the tissue in different ways. But with the synthetic, they're finding that it's, it's just, it causes less trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of know, know what it's doing. But yeah, and with autoimmune, it's like, we kind of don't even think about it anymore. It's like, oh, uh, you know, I got MS, okay. Uh, you know, or, and we find too, is that like people with chronic syndrome and Lyme, and they got POTS, like they go, what about the POTS? And it just goes away, you know? And it's all about the immune modulation. Immune modulation. Yeah, and it just fixes all those those different things. And if you see also, you're kind of like a little pearls, like people will have a really high ACTH, but a low cortisol. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is the body is uh, trying to raise that cortisol because they got adrenal dysfunction. Yeah. And it's secreting um, corticotropin releasing hormone, CRH, which is a potent mast cell and, uh, stimulator. So just giving a little cortisol to bring that ACH, which bring that CRH down, they often go, oh my gosh, my basically POTS has gotten better. My, you know, basically I'm not peeing all day. Uh, yeah. So it, stay, so it, it decreases the mast cell activation. It, uh, it decreases the mast cell. It de- decreases, yeah. 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 And and that's where we found just, you know, start with immune modulation and let's see what gets better. And then let's say they still say, oh, I got some brain fog. So we'll use like, uh, you know, oral cerebral lysin, um, or C-Lang, C-Max, some of the mitochondrial peptides. So at um, that point you bring those in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dihexa, um, like we had a, um, one of our doctors, uh, I should say this, but, um, somebody's daughter, like totally a cheerleader, you know, just perfect kid, but, OCD pulling all her eyebrows out. They tried everything, therapy and all this stuff. And um, uh, we gave her, uh, no, we get a five amino one MQ. And two days later, no more. Come on. Why? Yeah. Five amino one MQ. Mitochondria. Yeah. yeah. Raising you know, mitochondrial function and just no longer a problem. Uh, though I have found sometimes we've done it for a while, it stopped working. And then, said okay we either go off it or give like 
PQQ or MitoQ or SS31, and it starts working again. So I think we kind of over, uh, we used up the um, antioxidants in the mitochondria. Um, hmm. but and you and so have you done that with? Have you tried that with OCD before, again, or is that the first one? Or yeah, yeah, that we just haven't got. You know, I haven't seen any any patients. I'm sure the other doctors have, and I don't know if they. I haven't heard back. They're yeah, that reporting, and we're very much dinosaurs. We still paper charts, <laughs> so um, yeah, it's we, we got to work on that so we can uh, do some better studies. But but we're starting that. We just started um, uh, KJ Biofarm to do um, FDA trials, and uh, which is a bigger pain in the ass and more expensive than I could ever imagine. But <laughs> I think. Yeah. But on the coming out the other side, you've got, you've got paper, right? Yeah. Um, and and is, it's like, damn it. I'm going to prove to these suckers people. that, you know, you send a patient back to a doctor. Like we have ALS patients come in a wheelchair, they're jogging. Um, and they go to their neurologist and the neurologist goes, Oh, must've been a misdiagnosis. Oh, three of you, you know, um, so and so this is all great. from a like mo- immune modulation, taking care of the mitochondria, like basically getting the body. And I think, I mean, it definitely in the, we're, we're oversimplifying a bit here because t- looking at the book t- in the book, we're definitely, you're talking about a lot of different things here, Yeah, but MSH about system and yeah. you know, you're, yeah. it's, it's not a, it's not a one and done. Like, you know, I don't, I don't want people to think, oh, all I got to do is get my hands is, on. Is, is take this and boom, you're better. Yeah. But I'll, I'll tell you a case we just, we just had, we just started. I said, let's start treating vets for free, right? Yeah. Uh, seemed to be treating else, everyone else for free. So, uh, but, um, <laughs> and he came in, um, he had severe PTSD, depression. Then all of a sudden he just went down. Uh, they said it was a seizure, but he wasn't post-ictal, but cardiac um, inflammation. Um, he had rab- uh, rhabdomyolysis, uh, was in a, put him in a coma, wow. was in the ICU for forever. But he had been seeing VA doctors for years, and they're all like, well, we think it's psychological. Here's some Zoloft, you know. And so just through someone, we, we saw him, and he had a, uh, he had a, an injury during combat. He's special forces and a big uh, a rod in his leg and he couldn't move his foot. And so he came in and I'm like, well, this is free. So we got to go fast. <laughs> uh, and so we injected a number of peptides, some growth factors and, um, uh, and sent him home on, you know, kind of this mix of immune modulators and within two weeks, you know, let's see, within two weeks, dramatically better. Um, his, he can move his foot um, within two months, full range of motion. And he had also, he had allodynia. Uh, so you, think, uh, you, you touch his skin, it just killed him. Oh. Like he couldn't, he couldn't wear pants or anything like that. Um, and I'm sure he had toxic exposure sure. and, and mold. And we kind of did it even before getting the labs. It's just kind of like, well, now you're going to have this. And he did come up positive for mold, hugely high C4A, human transfer growth factor beta, low natural killer cell function. So, you know, fit, fit that pattern. And uh, depression went away. Um, he uh, uh, basically had no more, you know, no more, he went, he went camping after that, after it was basically 
disabled. Um, so this is all from essentially going at it from the perspective of the immune system, which yeah. of course and is also was, going to go after inflammation. And yeah, yeah. it was, it was not a great case. It was a kind of a reckless way to do it, but we're like, this okay, this guy needs it. And then, um, and we're after the, even just the injections, um, this other doctor is, he had allodynia and is smacking his leg. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, the nerve. And I'm like, really? You know, so um, it, it's amazing how fast sometimes that, that it, it can work. You know, I'm not saying, hey, this is guaranteed. Take this. You're going to, you know, but um, and so many things went away. Like, you know, it was brain fog. You couldn't concentrate. And then he just sent an email that he read a book, you know, and which no way he could have. Um, he uh, his, his endurance was, you know, he was, he was the toughest son of a gun ever. And my jerk was so, so low and so fatigued. And now he's just kind of back to normal. Um, and we didn't really have to do that much with him, you know. That and, is amazing. Yeah. And is- my bet is he has a chronic infection and stuff going along with that. But we didn't even look because he's fine. And I think we kind of neutralized the toxins and, you know, next to the burn pits and stuff like that. He turned positive for mold. And um, instead of trying to get rid of the mold, you know, you modulate the immune system and you can like, you know, BPC, um, TB4 frat is shown to protect the body from the consequences of the mold. Right. Right. But still, you know, where's that coming from? And, you know, you don't want to stay in a, you know, rule number one, get out of wherever that is. Get out is. of the moldy environment. No, for sure. Yeah. But, but, at the, but as you said, at the beginning of the podcast, a lot of people get exposed to whether it's mold or Lyme and never have symptoms. And that's essentially a functioning immune system that can take care of the house, right? And hold the dogs at bay. Yeah. And that's what we have people. I remember we had a family and they were farmers, whole family was so sick. And at that time we had a, um, uh, uh, live cell dark field, um, microscopy with with, with immunofluorescing antibodies. So we could see, you know, all these bugs and the dad was fine. And he was like always working out. And I looked and he had more Babesia than anyone I've ever seen. Second person. And, but he was fine. And the rest of the family was sick and you could barely find anything in him, you know, and his immune system was great. I don't know how, but uh, it, it shows you it's like, it's, it's not what it is. I mean, he probably had less toxin somehow or you know so he was able to handle that infection well what's the expression it's not the germ it's the terrain yeah yeah. right and toxin is the dose yeah that's right these are important concepts and um anyway i'm i'm super excited about all the things that you're doing right now and uh and your book that's coming out, which I think, like I said before, I think it's going to help a lot of people. Like in some ways it's technical, but in many ways, certainly to the biohacker crowd, to the crowd of people who are frustrated by the conventional system, who aren't getting answers and who've now taken into their hands to get educated and to become literate about a lot of this stuff. And I see them in my group all the time. Like I'm amazed at how much, you know, lay people know and understand they will get their hands on a book like this and it really lays out for them. It's, it's almost like a primer. Like you go through every system and explain how, you know, leptin influences TSH, for example, or whatever the case may be so that people get a better understanding of the, how things tie in. 
and then bringing it back to the immune system and what can we do to re-engage give them a core system. concept to understand. Yeah. And, and I make a joke all the time. I say, I give the same presentation to doctors I do for patients, but I dumb it down for doctors. You know? <laughs> and, uh, and Tony, it's, it's, you know, they just have more common, the lay people and the healthcare providers have more common sense. And I think they're just more open to it. And, uh, and so many doctors, like they come in like, okay, we got to, you have to unlearn everything you've even yeah. got, you know. So, you think you know. So, okay, yeah. so I know you don't have a lot of time because you have to rush off to another meeting. So in the current integrative peptides lineup, uh, we have some new players. So we've already talked about Thymogen Alpha 1, which is our thymus and whatever that name was of the pep, of the bioregulator. We're yeah, not allowed to Bilon, say. Yeah. And Vylon. Yeah. And that's really for... Um, rebalancing or bringing back, breathing life back into the Th1 side of the immune system. And it might take a little, I think, you know, for me, what I see with bioregulators is they take a little bit longer to kick in than a thymosin alpha one, which is more of a, you know, it's a direct hit, if you will. Yeah. And, and we'll see, I can't give the, uh, the clinical, how that compares to, let's say the TB4 frag, uh, or at the wait and see, cause we had, you know, these in vitro studies and, and things like that, uh, in, in vivo, but more like, Hey, this, you know, this person made all these different metabolites. Well, how does that clinically respond? Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what the difference is and, For sure. and it may be, Hey, you know, I, I like using all of them, you know, so. Yeah, no. And then there's the TB4 frag, which, which is really interesting because when you look at the fragments, there's, I mean, it's got a big application for anything cardi- cardi- cardiac, heart, uh, but also immune. Yeah. So that's right? also so, a TH1 booster, but very antifibrotic, uh, works for, uh, you know, chronic kidney disease, um, uh, really, yeah, lowers that, you know, increases immunity, but lowers that fibrosis. And it's very specific also for human transferring growth factor beta, which yeah. is we're finding a big problem for all these chronic illnesses or most of them. So human transforming growth factor beta, just why don't, like, I mean, you've mentioned it a bunch of times. Why don't you explain very quickly what, why this is an issue? Yeah. So it, it tends to go up early in a disease and it's thought to be anti-inflammatory and it does have some, but once it's around for a long time, now it basically causes a shift in the immune system. It activates all the inflammatory markers, fibrosis, um, and it's a cause of a lot of chronic illness. Perfect. Okay, great. And it, and it, and it really suppresses the hypothalamus, pituitary, um, so it has a lot of those effects. So it causes a lot of vicious cycle. Great. And then the last one that I'll mention, because I mean, you've got other, you still have the Cerebropep and, and uh, BPC-157 oral, but then you brought out the KPV as a sublingual spray, which I think has taken a lot of people by surprise. Like I've gotten a lot of people in my group going, ah, integrative peptides isn't doing KPV capsules anymore. We need to find another source. And I'm like, but they've got the sublingual spray. And they're like, it's not going to work. And I'm like, well, it's only three amino acids. Like, I mean, it's only tiny. <laughs> yeah. And, and to be honest, we've had some difficulties because we test the heck out of everything, right? Yeah. And the capsules, we've had some surprisingly, uh, they weren't absorbing like they should. You yeah. Know, so we don't, don't use, so we've, we've kind of done some things. 
And but so we're, it will be back. But okay. we want to make sure it's it's right. It's a bioavailable enough. Great. Yeah. And then KPV, of course, it's this anti-inflammatory, great for gut oh, inflammation. I love KPV. Yeah, for any uh, autoimmunity, inflammation. Um, but yeah, no, that'll be back because I bet someone it's going to overtake BPC. So we're going to make it. Them's, them's fighting words. Yeah. But in the meantime, the the su- I like the sublingual spray. I even don't mind the taste of it. I kind of yeah, I'm so tired of taking pills. So you know, I think it's nice to have options to pills for sure. And even for people with compromised digestion, it can be really challenging. Okay, so I know you've got another meeting to run to. So why don't we just leave it with? Why don't we let people know where they can find out about the book when it's available? Will that be on your website? But it's an ebook. It's not a whole book. But yeah, we got another book coming out. But um, yeah, it, it, it should be out by the time this this airs. So okay, um, it'll probably be extended with an addendum and uh, for sure, and a, and a bunch <laughs> of other chapters on the website. So th- to get the book, though, the ebook would be holtorfmedical.com or website. I would go to mybettermedicine.com. Okay. They can also check out our nonprofit, the National Academy of Hypothyroidism. Um, nahypothyroidism.org, uh, kind of the stuff about thyroid we're talking about. Integrative peptides is kind of for the peptides. We're starting a training program um, on the October 29th will kind of be the launch. A training program for what? Uh, peptides. And that's... Peptides and other stuff. And other stuff. <laughs> and this is... And is that through... That's official. That's the name. And other stuff. And is that through mybettermedicine.com or... Yes, yes. Oh, amazing. Okay. It'll well, be like a, a year long. In fact, I'd love to have you part of it, by the way. I'm in. I'm I'm all in. I'm writing it down. Training course. Okay. Well, this has been fabulous. And guys, if you want to get your hands on any of those peptides, the oral peptides we were talking about, that's integrativepeptides.com. And I believe we have a, I think longevity is our the discount code that We'll save you 10%. And that's it. I'm going to thank you so much for your time tonight. It's been a pleasure as always. You're awesome. You make me smile and uh, <laughs> your brilliance uh, just lights up the rooms. Thank well, you. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to, well, I can't wait to do your course and to finish the book. So have a great night. Thanks so much, Kent. Take care. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that's what helps us to be heard and to be seen. If you'd like to connect with me directly, or if you'd like to leave any comments, or if you have any questions about this episode, please reach out to me directly through my website, natnidham.com. And of course, if you're not already a member of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Community on Facebook, that's where you'll find me every day. It's a short application, just answered a couple of questions and you're in and interfacing with other amazing biohackers. Thanks again, and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode.